Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Five Questions With. Last week, we had some amazing guests on the show, and boy, did we deep dive into their worlds. But here's the best part. We also uncovered their fun and playful sides. Our host, Scott Fullerton, has a treat for you today. You see, Five Questions isn't just about serious stuff. We like to keep it light and quirky, too. We ask questions that let our guests show their wonderfully unique and playful sides. Imagine this. What would they do if they woke up as a squirrel one day? Or what's their favorite ice cream flavor that describes their personality? It's all about bringing out their hidden quirks and having a blast along the way. We believe that even the most successful and accomplished individuals have a fun side and we're here to celebrate that. So get ready to witness the fun and playful side of our extraordinary guests. You'll laugh, you'll smile, and you might just discover a thing or two about them that you never knew. So sit back, grab a drink, and get ready for the show. All righty, guys, if it's Tuesday, it's time for another Five Questions With right here on the Left of Straight Show. I'm so excited to have back from our interview last week, James Duke Mason is here. Duke was a fantastic interview last week. If you missed it, be sure to check out the link below there. We talked all about his Duke downloads, uh, his writings and musings and some excellent guests he's had on Instagram Live. Uh, Duke, thanks for coming back on the show. I appreciate it, my friend. Happy to be here. You ready to play a little five questions? Excited. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. We talked about in your interview that I think you're just so great to all your friends. You have these great friendships that you share online. If you were to pick any fictional character to be friends with, who would you want to be your best friend? Oh, God. That's a tough one. Um, Fictional character. How about, oh, my God. You know, which is a really weird one. Um, Maybe not that funny per se, but there was a movie called The Trip, which was a gay indie movie that inspired me to come out when I was 14. It was the first film I saw. It single-handedly changed my life, made me want to come out and be an activist and all that. The lead character in that movie, Tommy, I actually fell in love with when I was 14. And and I still, like, I rewatched the movie recently and I was like, oh my God, I love that character. I'm still in love with that character. And funnily enough, when I was about 10 years ago, when I was 23 or no, 21, I hosted a screening at Outfest of this film and got to meet the actor who played the guy that I fell in love with when I was 14. So, uh, so and he was straight in real life, of course, that actor, Steve Braun. Right. But anyway, I just that one came to mind because I just watched the movie the other day and I still love that character and I'm still still in love with that character. So. You know, that's amazing. I love a friend and boyfriend, potentially. <laughs> you know, all right. Question number two you and I have talked a lot on air and off. We're both political junkies. If you were able to time travel to any historical event hmm. in the past, what would you like to go back and be able to witness firsthand? I really would love to go back to 1984. And be at the Olympics in L.A. in the summer of 1984, because I really think L.A., and just the 80s in general, but mid-80s in Los Angeles with, you know, Carson and, you know, the Olympics. And it just, and my, obviously, you know, my mom was, uh, the Go-Go's were in L.A. that summer. They had a show with the Greek. I just look back on that era and thank God, if I could, if I could pick any year, you know, not even on a political sense, but just like to have witnessed a time period and to have 
I wish I could have gone back to the mid eighties and experienced what that was like, because it sounds, it seems like it was a pretty magical period in, uh, in pop culture history, you know? Good choice. And it was cause I'm old enough to have been there for half of it. So <laughs> well, nice. I, I, like that. I go back from 1984 to 1989 and 1988 and just have experienced that like four or five year period. I would, I mean, I would be like, that's, you know, that's, that sounds like it would have been pretty fun to be a part of. That it's some amazing time. I agree with that hundred percent. Of course. Well, you mentioned your mom. Of course your mom is the fantastic Belinda Carlisle from the Go-Go's. Now, if you had to go against your mom in a lip sync battle, she couldn't sing live. How do you think you do? And what song would you compete against your mom on? Um, you mean one of her songs? No, you can do any song. Yeah. Just a lip sync. You had to challenge your mom to a lip sync battle. Pick any song you'd love to do to compete against. Because uh, you don't have to sing live. That'd be kind of uh, hard to go against your mom live. Oh, all right. I was going to say. Uh, how about... How about <laughs> Hit Me Baby One More Time, Britney Spears? <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Would Why you that? have the knives? Would you have the knives? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was so frightening. She's just a video. I mean, that... Well, Britney, she has such good Britney. weeks, and then she just blows it all away. I just feel so bad for her. No, me oh. too. Me too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Question number four. Uh, oh, I forgot what it was. Let's see. There we go. Okay. Um, what is maybe the weirdest or most unusual talent you possess that nobody knows about? Mm. <laughs> I uh, I would say, I mean, even though I don't, I don't play a good musical instrument, I don't play a musical instrument. I'm not a good singer. I'd say I'm I'm a private. I don't know if it's a talent per se. But I have a pretty good ear for music. Like I love music, and I'm and I've actually become oddly enough, I've become a pretty good house EDM aficionado. And uh, you know, I, I'm all I'm all about like when I'm you know when I'm just when I'm on my walks around the neighborhood, I'm discovering new EDM and techno and house music. And I don't know, I just I've become really into it, and um, I've gotten really into it. And I, I've always thought I'd ma- I'd make a really good, if I may say so myself. I think because I grew up listening to music and like, uh, I think I have a pretty good ear for music and I think I'd probably make a good music ta- um, producer or manager because I, I think I have, I, I love music and I, that's not something that I necessarily talk about that much or, but it's, it's something that I really enjoy. I love that. That's I fantastic. Love, I love like, I love the fact that, you know, you've like, the, the, one of the reasons I love new and you know, contemporary house and, EDM and techno and all that is that a lot of it really does sound as if it was made in the eighties. And of course I love, like I got to see one of my favorite shows ever. I got to go see Pet Shop Boys and New Order at the Hollywood Bowl and uh, double, double uh, billing. And to me, like oh, the reason I love, oh, the reason I love that stuff is it sounds, I mean, it's, it sounds a lot like I mean, it basically inspired a lot of the house music that you hear now, you know? So, uh, so I just love that whole like sort of electronic genre, I'd say. That's awesome. And off topic. I mean, of course you saw your mom at the Greek, but the Hollywood bowl had an amazing season this summer. There was great people there like every other day, I think. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. I was like, wow. 
It was pretty impressive. I was wishing I was back there, that's for sure. (laughs) All right, question number five, Duke. We talked about you bringing Duke Download back, which is where you're doing some amazing live interviews with friends and acquaintances there. Who are three people that may have passed that you would have loved to have been able to talk to and bring on a Duke's Download? Say it one more time. Three people. Three people that have passed on that aren't here anymore that would be really interesting people that you'd love to have talked to. Harvey Milk. Um, Larry Kramer, who was a, you know, wrote The Normal Heart. And I actually got to meet um, you know, one of the great gay rights activists. Uh, you know, and I got to meet him when I was 18, but sadly he passed away a few years ago. Um, third... Oh, God. Um, I guess because the first two are kind of political. Let me see. I'd love to have... God. Wow. You know what? I, this is a weird one. I guess another politician. But in in, in contrast to the first two, um, I would love to talk to Ronald Reagan. Because um, I think, there, you know, as someone whose dad worked for Reagan in the White House, and, you know, I've talked to my dad a lot because obviously... You know, it's always been kind of a weird thing for me, you know, knowing like having the experience of being a gay, young gay man and the gay rights activist and, you know, with my dad's and my family history of knowing the Reagans and all that. I would be interested to to ask him about, you know, not that it makes it better, you know, that whether he was whether it was done maliciously or not. I mean, he obviously failed miserably on that issue of AIDS and all that. But I'd be interested to be able to to talk to him and ask him you know, why he did what he, why he did things the way he did. And also, you know, quick, uh, interesting tidbit. Right before Nancy died, I was actually working with their daughter, Patty Davis, to try to get uh, Nancy to agree to have a, some kind of acknowledgement at the Reagan Library of AIDS. And because currently, which is kind of hard to believe, the Reagan Library has no reference whatsoever to uh, HIV and AIDS and with the whole issue. And and so before Nancy died, we were we were going to work with Nancy to try to get them to before she died to to change that. Um, and then she passed away. So we didn't get that chance. But, you know, but that now that I think of it, that's something actually that I might try to re uh, take up again, because, you know, I think as someone who both is gay and a gay rights activist and also has, you know, had knew the Reagans and had, you know, sort of a, you know, has a personal relationship there, having with my dad, work, having worked for the administration and all that. I think I thought maybe I could be a unique position to help try to, you know, make that happen. So That'd be amazing because it doesn't surprise me that it's not there uh, and it should be. And also, I mean, just as actor background, let me know about. Go ahead. Sorry. I would just be interested to know his acting background, who in the closet back in those days and everything, and what his relationships were with some of those actors. Well, I'll tell you also, I know I'm veering off to a million tangents, but uh, this is really interesting. This is ironic. At Kirk Douglas's house here in LA, uh, which was sold, I think, soon after he passed away a few years ago. Um, they had photos from the house and they had this like this little pathway with like rocks in the ground in the garden where people, guests that would come over to the house back in, I guess, the 50s and the 60s would sign the rocks at this house. And one okay. rock in the garden 
swear to God, says James Mason. So my grandfather signed it. Rock Hudson and Ronald Reagan. And I was like, wow, that's that's ironic, <laughs> considering that obviously you know, the Rock oh Hudson Reagan thing. You know, when, when you know, he eventually passed away of AIDS, but but also the fact that James had a gay grandson, and I mean that, that was just a weird. And then my dad working for Reagan, it was just a weird, weird like. Yeah, we very <laughs> random, weird uh, coincidence that. But oh my yeah. god, I could imagine I that's a great story. Party. I don't know if that means they were all at the same party, or I don't know what that night means. But you know, I guess maybe they signed it at different times. Anyway, just another random tidbit of information. That's an amazing story. I love that though. That is so cool. Well, Duke Mason, you made it through five questions. Thanks so much. Be sure to let everyone know where they can find your Substack, so they can find some of these great writings that you have and where they can find uh, you on Instagram for when the interviews come back. Instagram.com slash James Duke Mason and jamesdukemason.substack.com. Fantastic. Stay on the line for me, Duke. Guys, this was another five questions with, because if it's Tuesday, it's always time for five questions. Check out my full interview with Duke down below there from last week. We had a great chat. We'll talk to you all next Tuesday, because if it is Tuesday, it is five questions with. Bye. All right, everyone. If it's Tuesday, it's time for five questions with. Back on the show today. We have a very handsome couple, right? Amazing Race Season 35. We have Joe Os Moskowitz and Ian Todd with us. Guys, welcome back to the show. How are we doing? What's up, Scott? I am so tongue-tied. I just broke out of prison. I can't speak. It's just been <laughs> decades in solitary confinement. Guys, we had a great interview with Ian and Todd. They're doing an amazing job on the race, representing our LGBTQ community so well, having a lot of fun while they're at it, which is most important. If you missed any of our interview, check the link below. Be sure to root them on. Guys, I'm so much fun following along. You guys ready to play a little five questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. You've now been around the world on an amazing race. Um, we didn't talk about it in the interview. Where is this honeymoon going to be? And what's the most adventurous thing you plan on doing on the honeymoon? Besides the bomb, chicka bomb bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's the honeymoon? Um, you know where. I'm gonna say it's gonna be um somewhere in Africa on safari. Yeah, it's been on my bucket list, Scott, for years. He's been on one. I've yet to go on one. Um, and we've been doing a lot of trips for Joe these past five years. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna cross something off my list for the honeymoon, and that's gonna be a safari. Yeah, yeah, we also watch a lot of nature shows. <laughs> and so we love, you know, we love watching like the giant animals and all the kill scenes and all of it. So I think Africa would be a really, really awesome place for us to do this honeymoon. Uh, that'll be amazing. You guys are such adventures. I will barely make it to Disney World, the African <laughs> Good on you for that. All right, question number two. You're traveling around the world. You're depending on each other. What's maybe the weirdest piece of trivia you learned about the other during the race, either through maybe an interview you guys had to do or just something that came up along the race? Anything new you learned about each other? Um, That's a great question. I learned that Joe's actually weirdly good at memorializing like notes, which I didn't know. <laughs> 
Because at the end of every Amazing Race, the last challenge of every Amazing Race, the final three contestants need to complete a task of some sort of fun fact about every location they've been. And that's chosen by the producers, obviously. But part of preparing for that event is taking notes on all of the legs of the trip. Um, and Joe's really good at that. And I know that. Amazing. I I picked up that you are a little more of a risk taker than I than I had you for. Wow. Um because shady. No, you know, you're just very calculated and you're type A and you plan things out, but you know, we ripped open an envelope in Thailand that said who has a green thumb, right? Um and all all the people that know us, they would say that's me. Um no questions asked, but you right away you were like, I want this one. I feel it. I want it. Let's do it. And he did. And it was the lotus flowers. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I just it's so impressed watching. Like I said, we're we're filming this just a, two episodes in. But I mean, I would have been stuck on that first leg. I'm afraid of heights. How did you get across that damn tightrope? Not a problem. The heights are not a problem for me. Um they are for me, we, Scott. We discussed that before the race. So anything with heights. Default. Oh my goodness. Um, and I think it said something like, who wants to be above it all? So real quick, I knew it was going to be something up in the air, and that was me. Honestly, uh, I I flew across that thing, I will say. You did, <laughs> and I don't even like those drone shots. They were getting me dizzy, so good on you for that. Then I came to a screeching halt at the word scramble. So <laughs> I don't think anyone did good on that, so you're you're fine there. All right, question number three. You've been on a fantastic adventure survival uh, reality show. If you had only four choices for your next survival show, would it be a dancing competition, a singing competition, a craft competition, or a foodie competition? And who would do better? We missed the, we missed the last choice. Foodie. A foodie, craft, dance, or singing. Like baking competition, something like that. Oh, oh food. Missed me with the baking. Oh, food. <laughs> food for sure. I can't even make rice. Well, you can't dance either, so. I know, and I can't sing. Yeah, so he's also baking. Crafts? You're terrible at that. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'll, I'll make crafts work. <laughs> there you go. You get to be on with Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. They host those shows. That's fun, at least. First right. you laugh in the entire time. Um, that'll be good fun. There you go. All right. Question number four. We kind of got into this, but let's ask it a different way. We know that Joe's the plan, or excuse me, Joe's the seat of his pants guy. Ian's more of a planner. Um, what's the most surprising thing? that Joe has planned in your time together, Ian? And what's his most surprising spur-of-the-moment thing you got Ian to do, Joe? Um, Joe will plan, like, a night a year for my birthday sometimes. Um, That's a surprise? A birthday a birthday thing? Well, what else would be planned? <laughs> if that's the surprising thing I've literally what else have you planned I've got work to do <laughs> well yeah that wasn't the question though okay um, what about me spur of the moment um i would say like getting you to uh like a rah-rah penn state football game with all of my college friends oh yeah <laughs> 
it's not there you go. it's not his cup of tea um and yes. <laughs> it's just it's a lot it's a lot of that tight-knit group of friends collegiate energy that he needs to only take in very small doses <laughs> nice all right question number five i have a lot of music fans on the show uh we're in the spooky season here in october if the ghost of horrible songs past came to haunt both of you what song would they make you listen to over and over and over again and what song would you like to hear to get rid of that Oh my God! For I have me, an answer. <laughs> for me, it would be like some terrible Britney Spears song. Um, that, that would be that's my... gonna be a hot take. I feel for <laughs> some awful Britney Spears song. And then what do I listen to to get it out of my head? Um, I'm a Taylor boy, so any Taylor Swift song or like Odessa or Rufus Dussault. Nice, good okay, era. So they play this song um on a commercial for burger king and when when you're not racing you're locked in the hotel room sometimes with nothing to do and so you're watching tv and that commercial played over and over and over and over again so that bk song bk <laughs> have it your way it drove me nuts and so i i would also need some rufus of soul to get me out of that <laughs> there you go all right joe mosco it's ian todd you made it through five questions Woohoo! <laughs> nice. Thanks so much for being on the Left of Straight Show, playing five questions. Good luck in the race. Like you said, you're not allowed to say, I'm not allowed to ask. So we're just going to play it by ear, my friends. Have fun watching the adventure. Congratulations on the wedding. Looking forward to some great picks. Where can we find these on social media, guys? Where can we follow along? Uh, mainly on Instagram. Uh, mine's going to be at Joe Mosk and Ian's is going to be at Ian underscore a underscore wanderer. So that's where, that's where you'll find us not having any pla plans in place for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. All right, guys, stay on the line for me. Guys, if it's Tuesday, it's time for five questions with. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Well, hi, everyone. If it's Tuesday, it's time for another Five Questions With, right here on the Left of Straight Show. Every Tuesday, we're bringing you five fun questions with guests from last week. And, of course, sitting beside me here, the amazing Stuart Taylor's back in the house. If you haven't caught his song, Favorite X, do yourself a favor, download it, watch the video. Stuart Taylor, welcome back to Left of Straight Show. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Had such a great chat with Stuart last week. If you missed any of the interview, you can check the link below. Listen to the entire thing. We had a great chance talking. We had, I don't know if he'll make a return appearance, but we had Hank the Tank, the Wonder Cat, join us for a very special cameo. May or may not see him today. Uh-oh. We may have a special surprise. Oh, there you go. Look at Hank. Oh, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> All right, you ready to play five questions, Hank? Okay, he's here. He's listening. All right, here we go. All right, so Stuart Taylor, you're an amazing singer and performer, but if you could switch lives with one person for a day, real or fictional, who would it be and what would you want to do? Wow. So it's so funny that you asked that. The first person that came to mind would be Jewel. 
because she's one of my favorite singer songwriters. I adore her. And I think she's got such an interesting life. She's a mother. She's from Alaska. She tours the world as like a folk musician. And I think it'd be really interesting to swap lives with her and be this singer songwriter folk artist for just like a day. I think that'd be so interesting. I, you'd think I'd say like, oh, I, I'd want to change lives with with this person who has a completely different career than I do. But like, I know she's still a musician, but it would be interesting to to be in Jules shoes for a day. <laughs> that would be, I think that's a great, uh, and you never want to spend too much time in someone's shoes, right? Like you shouldn't always meet your idols and shouldn't always spend too much time in their shoes. So that would yeah. be an amazing day to experience that. I love yeah. that. All right, question number two. Um, I've had a lot of people on from American Idol and The Voice recently. I think we talked about in your first interview um, back in the day when you had the opportunity for those, they always said too theatrical before the code word for gay, right? Before oh. now it, it, you, they want to have a gay character and all these things. But <laughs> talk about if you were go on a reality show now, but it wasn't singing, what would you like it to be? Would you like it to be a dance competition, a foodie competition, a crafty competition? Talk about favorite X, maybe a dating competition. What you know would be what? fun and how would you do? I would actually want to do a dance competition. I've always looked at like dancing with the stars and thought, Ooh, I, if I could do that one day, I would 110% do that. I actually rehearse in some of the same spaces, third street dance in West Hollywood, which is where they often rehearse for the show. So I think that would be incredible one day, maybe a crafts one as well. Who knows, but not dating dating for me is too, too private. I, I like going on my dates and I wouldn't want a camera with me while I was trying to date someone that that would be so awkward. So True that, that. Stars, it is <laughs> true that I agree a hundred percent. All right. Question number three. Um, we talked, uh, we have these fantastic portraits behind you, Freddie Mercury, one of my all time favorites, Prince, just a legend, of course. If you had the ability to teleport to any concert or music festival in the past, where would you like to go and who would you like the headliner to be? Who'd be your dream headliner? I really think Queen with Freddie Mercury. I And I love Prince. If I had a second choice, I'd go with Prince too. But Freddie Mercury, I just watch his videos and his interviews and he's such a freeing presence and his presence is still felt all over the world to this day. His music is beautiful. I, anytime I'm like, is this, does this look too much? Is this too much? I'm like, well, Freddie's killing it over there in his bodysuit, And he was so adventurous. Like he inspired me just like David Bowie did to embrace my weird and embrace my theatricality and embrace my you know, flamboyant side. And that's been the most freeing thing for me. And I, I want to be able to give that gift back as well to people watching what I'm doing. I, I want people to dress up when they go to my shows. I want people to feel like they can bust out all of the cool outfits or the crazy outfits and just express themselves that way. And oh, Freddie was just an incredible performer. So if I could see anyone, it would be him. Agreed. Great answer. 
All right, question number four. We actually hit on this accidentally in your interview. So like I said, people can find this below, but what's the most unusual place or maybe strangest inspiration you've ever had when you got to write a song? Wow. Uh, well, as I said before, I I think the strangest place is my dreams. I said this in, in our earlier interview, literally having songs and lyrics come to me in my dreams. It's been happening more frequently now in the past couple months. And I've always kind of like sung in my dreams or maybe even talked in my sleep or things like that, according to my mom, <laughs> which is very embarrassing. But uh, yeah, writing songs in my dreams is is actually kind of a new thing. And now I'm actually getting some really cool hooks out of that. Or I'll I'll go to back to sleep, wake up, write more lyrics, go back to sleep, have the song develop in my dreams. It's so strange, but when you know when the muse wants you to write it, they're gonna find a way to break through any way they can. And now it's happening in my dreams. That is awesome. I love that. Very, very cool. All right. Question number five, Stuart. Um, last week when we had your interview it was the last week of spooky season. Had a lot of fun spooky guests on the show. We're now getting into uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, of course. So if you were to have the ghost of horrible songs past come and haunt you, what song would you hate for them to play for you over and over and over again? And what's maybe a current song you're listening now that would clean the palate and get you back happy again? Oh, gosh. So if if they were playing like one of my older demos from when I was a teenager <laughs> writing, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I wrote some bad songs in my teens. There were some good ones. There were some bad ones. Yeah. So like any song of mine from when I was a teenager trying to find my voice. Oh, my gosh. If, if they played that on repeat, I'd be like, hell no um something i'm cleaning my palate with now would be z machines the radio which just came out and it's fantastic i i called him because he always sends me his songs before they actually come out and i send him mine he's one of my best friends and i love him um but i heard that and i called him and was like this is your best song that you've ever written ever will release it's or, or ever will release up to now it was it's so good and so that cleans my palate with, with any bad songs in the mix. He's great. There you go. Good choices. And you didn't throw anyone under the bus. You threw yourself under the bus. Very impressive. I'll throw myself I under like the bus it. before I throw someone else under the bus. <laughs> well, Stuart Taylor, you made it through five questions. Guys, again, check out our great interview. But more than that, find Favorite X. We also have uh, a new song coming out in the next coming weeks we teased about you can find about that in our uh interview but if they want to keep following along where can they find your website where can they find you on social media my friend stuarttaylorofficial.com and god this is so la <laughs> but you can find me on instagram and <laughs> tiktok at i'm stuart taylor fantastic fantastic all right stay on the line for me stuart such a great pleasure to have you on guys thanks for tuning in because that if it is tuesday it is another five questions with some of my fantastic guests. Thanks, Stuart. Thank you, listeners. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All righty, everyone. If it's Tuesday, it's time for another five questions with 
Back in the house with me in studio, we have Brandon Stansel returning. If you missed my interview with Brandon last week, be sure to click the link below. Great friend of the show. We got to talk about his brand new music that came out just last week. If you haven't downloaded it yet, why haven't you? And don't be a cheap bastard. Pay money for it. Come on. And it's called That's What I Feel About You, streaming everywhere you find your favorite music. Brandon, welcome back to Left the Straight Show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm great. Thank you for having me again. I love talking to you. You ready to play a little five questions? Hell yeah. Come on. All right. Question number one. Country music and food seem to go hand in hand, those country fairs, plus at dinner time I'm hungry. So what's your go-to comfort food, and is there a song that pairs perfectly? Oh my gosh, this is a, this is a multifaceted question. Um, comfort food, barbecue. Songs that go along with it. You know what? I'm not going to give you a song, but I am going to give you Tennessee football which feels very country. Like, I feel like people are surprised that I like that. And it only obviously happens during college football season. But like, that's like my weekend thing. Barbecue. Super hidden talent. Brandon Stansel is a sports ball person. Who would have thought? <laughs> I like it. Keep it on your hats, people. <laughs> there you go. All right. Question number two. I kind of teased your interview last week about going through a lot of eras. We had the blonde hair era. We had the, all sorts of different music types eras. What era is country music in right now? And where, where do you think it's heading? I, honest to God, have no clue. But I'm kind of, I'm on the Marin Morris train. It's like, I don't need to be around to watch you guys burn yourselves down. So I'm going <laughs> to just hunker down here on the West Coast. I'm going to make the music I want to make. I'm going to put it out. It's a little bit country. It's a little bit not. I'm going to put it out for the people that like it. The people that don't, don't listen to it. I don't care. Um, but I don't know what's happening with the industry. I'm not really a part of it. I'm just kind of watching it from afar. It's, um, it's really odd. Like I grew up always wanting to be in this world. And like, I've just had experiences over the past few years where I'm like, I don't know why I'm trying to break into this world that like one doesn't really want me that much. And then two, like every time I'm there, I'm like, these are not really my, like, these aren't the people that would come see my show. These aren't the people that would really love my show. Right. And so it just felt like I was trying to serve up like this thing to, you know, people that have no interest in it. And it's like, I don't know. It just feels like a, um, like a, a, a few a futile effort i um anyway so i, I and it was kind of getting it like robbing me a little bit of my joy <laughs> there you go i like deep brandon you got to be deep and learn to live for you well I, I think you just gotta like find your happy that's what that's what i told people coming out of the pandemic like my my like life goal now is like chasing happiness and that is that is it and like trying to run after what is happening in in the country industry is like kind of like not my pig not my farm sort of the situation these days like but good on you for the people that are running the race <laughs> exactly. it, it, it happens in every industry too i just had garrett clayton on the other day from Team Beat for moving and all these other things. He's doing a play up not too far from me. Same thing. His his goal now is just to search joy. He just searches yep. for joy in every product. 
He does his little makeup fun things on his YouTube. He'll do his dances. He'll go do a serious movie, The Letterman, and it just uh, he does what brings him joy. I think that's the way we need to live our lives. So that's right. Yeah, all right. Question number three: If you could time jump to any major music event or concert in history, where would you like to go? And if you could teleport to any current artist music where would you like to go you like these double questions if i had to teleport to any show at any time this is the gay man coming out of me i would go see judy garland at the palace i I, why wouldn't you i want to see that um if i had to transport to any show like now um i you know what i <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know what I would what I would like. You took a minute there. There was something that went across that face. I don't know what it was. There was something that went across that face. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to table that. I don't know. I don't know whose show I would run to. Uh, it was a two part. I'll let you just answer one of them. That's fine. Well, okay. I will say that the last time that I was like that, I had been to a show and I was like, oh my god, I'm a fan. Like. Because I, I, of course, I love music, but like, I don't always feel the need to see live music. I don't know right. why. I just never, I've kind of always been that way. Um, but maybe like 2016 or so, some, uh, some friends here in LA introduced me to years and years. And I immediately loved them. And then I went and saw them when they played uh, here in LA. And that was the first time in a long, long time where I was like, oh, Oh, I'm a creep. Like I'm, I'm a fan of this band. Nice. I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. So I, I, and I haven't seen them since then. So I, I would love to see them again. I'm gonna try an experiment. It may or may not work. Do you have your phone with you? I don't. I'm trying to think. Oh, it's charging in the other room. Do I need to go get it? Go get your phone. I want to try something. Okay. All right. Question number four for you, Brandon. Country songs often have interesting titles, come from unexpected true life situations. Look at your last text to your bestie and tell me how it would make a good country song. My last text to my bestie. Okay, so last text is going to my buddy Trent. Um, and this has to be turned into a country song. Yes. Um. Okay, so he, hmm, this is tough. So he's working on a horror film in Dublin, and he sent me this picture. Nice. <laughs> Body. <laughs> ah, and he says, thinking of you. <laughs> That's the kind of friend to have. I like those friends. Um. So if I had to turn that into a country song, I'd probably say, um uh like i don't know um you're a terrible friend there you go death in the holler <laughs> yeah oh my god new fun oh yeah. that was a fun experiment i like that i just like that we got the video for it that's amazing all right and question number five it is spooky season we're playing this in october your new music just dropped 
If the ghost of horrible songs past came to haunt you, what song or jingle would get stuck in your head that you would hate? And what song would you play to get it out of your mind? Oh my God. So it's my party is probably my least favorite song ever. The uh, Is it Leslie Gore? She sang that song. I hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> I don't know why. I really hate that song. Um, <laughs> like inexplicably and have since i was a child um all right it's it's been haunting you and now you need to play a song to get rid of it what washes it away um i'm going with look at this i got her in the background here i'm going with amy grant's baby baby (sighs) nice that's a good that's a good one that'll help clear the palate yeah all right brandon sanso you made it through five questions woohoo thank you my friend Remind everyone where they can find you. Give them your website and your social media, and they can find your music just about everywhere these days. Yeah, uh, brandonstancel.com. Go check out the new song, the new video. It's all up there. Um, I hope you love it. Absolutely beautiful. Stay in the line for me, Brandon. Guys, that was another five questions with right here in the Left of Straight show. We'll be back next Tuesday with a brand new set of questions for our favorite people on the show. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.